Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 we are officially in the post NFL season. The Super Bowl is now over, and I know, I know, keep, keep, keep it, keep it the opinions to yourself, right? The, the Super Bowl was a blowout. It wasn't great. I know, I watched the game, but let's try and think about it this way. Who did you get to spend that time with? Did you get to enjoy the experience with them? Because I personally, I personally did. I did not care what the outcome of the game was. I did not have a fan rooting interest. I can, I can exclude anybody out there who's a Bucks or a Kansas City fan from in terms of their feelings of the game. And obviously, I had a betting stake, a monetary stake on the game. But at the end of the day, my actual interest came from just the experience that I had to with the people in the past year when you don't really get to get too many experiences with the people these days. But hopefully, you're all having a great start to your week right now. And look, it's NBA season. It's PGA season. It's MMA season season it's potentially me looking for somebody to be covering nascar and some other sports season and you are now going to see the sound veteran partners youtube channel be focusing on innovation the next month or two you're going to be seeing me put out some different types of content on different types of platform i am hitting clubhouse very hard if you do not already follow me on clubhouse sound veteran check it out there we'll be putting out some short form content on twitter that we're going to be testing out on tiktok and reels and all this stuff that i'm very excited for that will be in this sports realm of course but maybe 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 in, in a little hint be infused with some comedy as well so i'm excited to get started on that this week as it is now innovation season the nfl is over but we are going to be hitting it as hard as ever, as hard as ever right now with these daily NBA shows in the morning and the NBA streams at 4 p.m. East Coast time during the week. And on the weekends, we usually push it to about 5 p.m. East Coast time. So be sure to hit the like, hit that subscribe, and that little bell. Make sure that, make sure that bell's hit. Only 15% of people, which is above average for YouTube, right around 10 to 12% is on average. So we're above average for YouTube. 15% of people are subscribed to this channel. Hit that bell. It'll let you know when we're going live and posting content so you do not miss out on maybe a question that you wanted to ask or also a video that you wanted to watch. So I appreciate that on YouTube. I appreciate all the people listening on the podcast version before we get into it the video is sponsored by our good friends over at SuperDraft, and they're running the fifteen thousand dollar to first place contest yet again SuperDraft is a multiplier format so for example today a man like jamal murray who is questionable has a 1.55 x multiplier that means that you multiply his points if he scores 20 points today you actually multiply that by 1.55 x and he's going to get those bonus points and those are considered his overall super draft score and his super draft points so there's no salary caps you can play whoever you want over on super draft that is the thrill of it but you can't just play the studs because they only have like a one x multiplier so if they score like 45 points yeah it's nice but they only get a 1x compared to some other players getting a very nice value multiplier of like a 1.5 like a mall like a jamal murray 1.7x right things of that nature they have a massive contest tonight and the biggest thing as i always say is these contests do not fill so check out super draft because if they're not filling that's basically like playing people who are putting zeros into their lineups because it's a guaranteed prize pool the company in super draft has to pay to fill that contest so you are facing less people for the same amount of money which just means that your chances of winning it are so much higher and you're not going to get that you're not going to get that literally anywhere else for a prize pool of fifteen thousand dollars first place that's not happening on DraftKings they fill 100% of the time with much more competition so check it out down below it is a link in the description if you use the code SAL SAL they will give you a free money bonus in a slow drip format up to a thousand dollar rooskies again my name is Sal SAL let's know that you came from me we can talk later on the live stream about some top super draft plays once I finish my projections for today's eight game Monday sleep thank you super draft for the hoodie and thank you super draft for sponsoring the show today any questions on super draft reach out to me on Twitter at salvage DFS down below Instagram whatever you, you would like now let's get into the injury and status dashboard that's what we do here if you're coming over from the NFL streets, injury and Stanish dashboard, and then we get into the early picks so far today where I have a good amount for you. So starting off, Laurie Markkinen missed the last game. He is now doubtful with the shoulder injury. That's going to be pretty impactful, right? You saw Denzel Valentine start in this place. You saw Denzel Valentine play massive minutes in that last game for Chicago. And they ended up winning in a blowout. And what we were saying, so you had Valentine play about 36 and a half minutes. What we said in that game was Zach Levine without Laurie Markkinen on the court, and obviously they still know Wendell Carter Jr., but without Laurie Markkinen on the court this season, Zach Levine has been like LeBron James level good. And that's not a joke. 
Donald. He's been a 1.45 around there fantasy point per minute producer. Right now, after his last game performance of scoring close to 60 fantasy points, he's up to 1.51 fantasy points per minute. And this is a pretty decent sample of 211 minutes. That production is basically Joel Embiid this year, right? Basically Joel Embiid. So when you see Zach Levine's price point today, you're like, ah, $8,900 is expensive. No, without Laurie Marketing, without Wendell Carter Jr. out there, Zach Levine's price point is not expensive for a guy who's averaging like 36 minutes per game and 1.51 fantasy points per minute. He sees a 33% usage rate. So all those things look really nice. Denzel Valentine picks up a lot of steam. Averages 0.93 fantasy points per minute with no Carter and no Mr. Laurie Markin on the court. That is in 214 minutes of play. So that's good to see. And you saw the massive minutes of 37 minutes. And the nice thing to see about Denzel Valentine was the game did turn to a blowout. They ended up beating in that game uh, Nikola Vucevic or Randall Magic by, I believe, 26 points. So they end up winning by 26 points. And Valentine gets the blowout run. But it's not like he was just playing in blowouts. He was playing big minutes in the first half as well. He played, I believe, 10 minutes in the first quarter. And then he played nine minutes in the second quarter. So he was playing massive minutes no matter what. And he was blowout proof. So a lot of guys are going to benefit from this directly. Denzel Valentine joining the starting rotation directly guys like Patrick Williams seeing a little bit more usage as well. Thad Young in that last game ended up coming off the bench. He still played decent minutes at 26, but his price point is up there. So I'm probably not going to be that high on him. Larry Nance has been out for a while now. You've been seeing Chetty Osmond start at the four. You've been seeing Jared Allen get a lot of run alongside of Andre Drummond. He's now going to miss four to six weeks with this finger injury. So that's just an update there. You go over to Denver and Jamal Murray. So this is some pretty big news for Denver today because they're down guards already, right? A Gary Harris. We'll see what happens. There's no official status on DraftKings. They're going to rule them out, but there's no official status on Gary Harris today. I assume that he's out because he's been out. We haven't had an update and we've had an update on some of these other players, but we have no official status on Gary Harris. Let's just assume he's out. PJ Dozier's already out. Campazzo is questionable and Jamal Murray is questionable. They're down guards. They're really down guards, right? RJ Hampton, the rookie, will get bigger minutes. Monty Morris, who already played 30 minutes in the last game, he'll be the biggest beneficiary of all of this happening. Will Barton will step into some guard minutes as well, right? Just a lot of minutes are going to be out there for guys who will be underpriced if Jamal Murray, who is questionable with a knee, was to miss. But even if Jamal Murray is in and you get Campazzo out, who's been playing in the teens and minutes, yeah, Monty Moore starts to lock himself in yet again to 30 to 32 minutes of play. So interesting there. In Golden State, it's Eric Pascal who missed the last couple of games. He's questionable with a knee injury. You saw Toscano Anderson play the big minutes again. You saw Draymond Green play the big minutes again. I'm assuming Wiseman is going to miss at least one more game. They said seven to 10 days. Right now is like right around that seven day mark a week since he got hurt. So assuming that Draymond still plays center, I like him. And then that probably slots in Toscano Anderson if Pascal was to miss again. In Memphis, Brandon Clark, he's out and so is DeAnthony Melton. But with Grayson Allen back, it doesn't really bump up to somebody that much. Like it gives Xavier Tillman a little bit more security in his minutes. You saw 24 minutes in that last game at Jonas Valanciunas in his first game back. Maybe he's going to be limited yet again. So it's hard to really see who this is going to bump up. It'll help Gorgie Dane get on the court more with no Brandon Clark out there. Kyle Anderson might pick up some more power forward minutes, right? And, and guys like Xavier Tillman and, and Tyus Jones and, and Grayson Allen will pick up some run, mainly probably Grayson Allen from melting out, but it doesn't really make any of them fantastic plays. They all just kind of look good again. Dylan Brooks and, and Kyle Anderson, they all kind of just look like, okay, yeah, I can get them in if they're my last guy into my lineup. We can go over to Minnesota now. And in Minnesota, it's DeAndre Russell, who's continues to be questionable with this quad injury. Ahancho Hernan Gomez, who's missed a lot of time right now, he's also questionable. Look, Russell, he's playing in some of these games that he's questionable, and he's not playing in some. Cat is still doubtful. We actually got an injury status update on Carl Anthony Towns. So if Russell's in at 7,300, sure, he looks decent. He looks okay in that price range. If he's out, elevate Malik Beasley. Elevate all these other guys, right? And Anthony Edwards, the rookie, and some other players on this team. In OKC, a team that was all banged up and injured, it looks like that they're still going to miss some guys in the rookie, Theo Malden. And Isaiah Roby is also out. So with Roby out, you had Al Horford missing the last game. Assuming that Horford's back is not going to impact all that much, like Kendrick Williams and Justin Jackson will just be picking up some more minutes with no Roby and no Maladon in the rotation, assuming also that George Hill is going to remain out. San Antonio, Lonnie Walker is going to be out with this illness yet again, and for some health reasons, so we can just track what ends up happening there in terms of their starting rotation. You had Lonnie Walker missing the last game. You had some bigger names, right? Aldridge has still been missing some of these games. You had Lonnie Walker missing that last game, so there's a lot of minutes to go around in the rotation. You're getting some pretty secure minutes is what I can say right now from a guy like Derek White. You're getting 
playing basically like 25 plus minutes out of a quality fantasy point per minute producer. You had Keldon Johnson starting that last game and Derek White. So they kind of went with this guard heavy lineup of Murray, DeRozan at the three and Derek White. Again, Derek White got 29 minutes of play in that game. And you got to see Patty Mills off the bench, see 29 minutes without Alani Walker out there. So that's appealing to see. You got to see Patty Mills actually close out that game that was relatively close. The Spurs won by five points. So the closing rotation for that team was Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, and DeMar DeRozan. A very guard-heavy approach against the Houston Rockets team that is not a big team. So that's going to be different depending on the team that you're facing. They had Cousins out there, that Houston Rockets team, no Christian Wood, and then it's basically like David Nwaba, PJ Tucker, Daniel House's other big men out there. So they were able to get away with this guard-heavy rotation when the Rockets are throwing out Oladipo, Wall, and Eric Gordon, right? Some smaller bodies as well. So what I take away from that is, yeah, you're going to be seeing probably 25, 24 plus minutes for Patty Mills. He looks like an okay value on a slate that doesn't have a shit ton of value right now. But the bigger thing was that Derek White got to start they went with the guard heavy rotation i don't know if that was matchup reasons because of houston but just keep an eye on the starting rotation if it's Derek white starting again yeah 28 plus minutes is something that you can chop chop down for him russell westbrook to close up the injuries is he's going to be questionable today because they're on the second night of a back-to-back he's been sitting out a lot of these games and last night they ended up being in a massive blowout they lost by 22 points westbrook ended up leaving late in the third quarter not for injury just because of the blowout doesn't step on the court in the fourth quarter so his price point keeps going down right it's not his fault it's because washington's not a good team and they're in a lot of blowouts he doesn't step on the court in the fourth quarter neither does bradley beal he only plays 27 points seven minutes last night Russell Westbrook now he's 8600 so he's questionable because of rest on the second night of a back-to-back if he's going to be out there and playing he's going to be somebody that I have a, a lot of interest in at just this price point 8600 when the price point is dropping a lot now because of blowouts and not necessarily his play we can now move to the injury and status dashboard where we will do this on a sliding basis so I'll slide down the teams that I have interest in a little bit by a little bit to keep you on the edge of your seat starting with LaMelo Ball who played in that game and ended up doing the blowing out of the Washington Wizards last night so he ended up playing in that game LaMelo Ball we finally got to see him in some of these starting rotation spots even in a blowout he played 30.5 minutes, but he lost a lot of minutes in the blowout. LaMelo Ball checked out in that game when the blowout ensued with six minutes and 30 seconds left. So he was on pace to potentially close out that game and play like 36, 37 minutes in a starting rotation role. Why is LaMelo Ball starting? Because there's no Devontae Graham. LaMelo Ball in that game played 17 first half minutes, and he's going to be looking uh, very, very appealing at the very least is what I can say here. LaMelo Ball this season so far is averaging 1.26 fantasy points per minute. And then he averages with no Devontae Graham at 25% usage rate and 1.21 fantasy points per minute, 32% assist percentage, rebounding rate above 16%. LaMelo Ball even at $8,300, assuming that Graham's out again, we haven't had a status update here yet on him. I'm going to be liking LaMelo Ball today. And a lot of the Charlotte team looks good, right? Terry Rozier in the low 6K range, even off of a bad game yesterday because of some blowout run. PJ Washington right in that 5K range. Gordon Hayward continues to play bigger minutes. Malik Monk played 30 plus minutes with no Devontae Graham yesterday, but again, he did benefit from a blowout there, but still, he was probably in, in line to play in the mid 20s at his relatively cheap price points. So yes, so I, I like all those guys. All those guys will be in a player pool, but the guy who has a massive ceiling of 60 point triple double, LaMelo Ball, I like the most right now. Next up, it's just run it back from two or three days ago when we made a video about this team that has a doubtful Laurie marketing right no still Otto Porter and no still Wendell Carter Jr. so give me Denzel Valentine who started and played 36.7 minutes or 37 minutes in that game Tomas Sadoransky also played 27 minutes not because of the blowout it was nice to finally see the former wizard Tomas Sadoransky get a little bit more run so he's a little bit interesting from a value standpoint but give me Denzel Valentine at $4,800 and give me Zach Levine at $8,900 on a slate where there are your payoff options on this slate you have your LeBron you do have your Giannis and your Luka and your stereotypical payoff options in a Jokic right I like those guys up there. I'd probably like Jokic the most right now early on. But if you can't get there with all the value, or maybe the second guy into your lineup, Zach Levine looks as good as any of these guys. Zach Levine, if Laurie continues to miss, and so does Wendell Carter and, and Otto Porter for the next, I would say, uh, 
three, five, six games, he's probably going to be a $9,500 player like he was like a month ago. So Levine's 1.51 fantasy points per minute is still a priority for me. It was a couple of days ago. He almost dropped 60 points. We loved it. We loved it. We loved it. And then you're also going to get big minutes from Patrick Williams as well, who averages 0.98 fantasy points per minute and 130 minutes of play without Carter, Porter, or marking him on the court. The reminder on Valentine is he plays the second most minutes with all those bigs off the court. Makes sense. He started last game. I'd assume that happens again. And he averages north of a fantasy point per minute and a 17% defensive rebounding rate. Andre Drummond, we can move over to in Cleveland, whose price point does not change. He's been a victim of some blowouts, and that's where his minutes have really gone down. And we've kind of hammered this this year that DraftKings algorithms, it's showing, oh, a bad game. Let's drop the price point. But a lot of the times when the price point is dropping, it's because of a blowout, right? Now, in this last game, he goes off for 48 points. And normally for Drummond at 9K, that's not the greatest of games, right? But when he's $8,200 or $7,900, like he was, excuse me, crazy price point in that last game, it is a fantastic game for him. And now he's 8,200 against Phoenix. And DeAndre Ayton, who historically may be getting a little bit better on defense, but historically really, really, really bad defender. And you can just look at the games before this. When he was priced at 84 and 8,200, he's in blowouts. His team's losing by 18. His team's losing by 20 plus points. That's why he's not playing as well. He only plays 22 minutes against the Clippers when they end up losing in a blowout, right? So if Drummond gets his minutes, right? And lately, back-to-back games at 30 minutes, three out of his last four games playing 30 plus minutes, that's good to see. If he gets his minutes, he's going to pay off an $8,200 price tag. Drummond is a clear yes for me. Outside of that, I think that Sexton's appropriately priced. I think that Garland's appropriately priced. I don't have any other interest in Cleveland early on. Moving over to Dallas, just to look at some value now, and it basically just comes from Mr. Maxi Kleber. Maxi Kleber, he ended up returning. He ended up being limited in his first game back. And then since then, if the games have been staying close, you're seeing nice minutes from him, right? He, he returns and only plays 18 minutes, then 32 minutes. Then they play in a 30-point blowout where nobody gets run in that game against Golden State. The first time they played him, only 20 minutes of play. But then in a close game where they win by two points against Golden State, 32 minutes out of Maxi Kleber. It's nice to see that the rebounds have been there, eight, five, seven, and eight since returning again some of those games he's only playing 18 and 20 minutes and he basically has one of his best performances of the year now I don't want to chase that and the price point did come up $600 since his last game but on a slate again that lacks some value and you get positionality with the forward spot not just the center spot out of Maxi Kleber he looks fine Luca of course all, all these payup options are going to be in play for me from your Giannis's your Luca's and your Jokic again early on right now I probably prefer Jokic Monty Morris at 5100 price point is indeed coming up but these guys are still out Campazzo is likely going to miss or at least he's questionable in this game PJ Dozier is already out I think Gary Harris is still going to be out, no update there, and potentially Jamal Murray is going to miss. So you're getting in the last game 30 minutes out of Monty Morris, who's basically starting at this point and heavily involved in the offense, who's benefiting from the high assist percentage of Mr. Nikola Jokic under the basket and will become much more ball dominant if Jamal Murray was to miss. Now you head over to Golden State, where there's going to be a couple of appealing options. Price points going up, as in that last game, we kind of picked apart how Draymond Green was massively underpriced, still at $6,000, because in that previous game, they won by on the fourth, he ended up getting 42 fantasy points, and that's great, right? The price point comes up to six game. People might say, eh, it's kind of fluky, he only played 29 minutes. No, 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 no. He played 29 minutes in a blowout where he doesn't step on the court in the fourth quarter. I said he's going to play probably 35 plus minutes if indeed it's not a blowout. Well, the next game comes another game against Dallas and he plays 37 minutes in a game where they lose by two and it wasn't a blowout. And he scores 48.5 points. And now his price point comes up another $800. And I get it. Now it's to the point where it's like, ah, Draymond's his price point, but he's paid it off basically now in two straight games. One of those games doesn't get the run. Now he's in a matchup against San Antonio, which is fine for him. Nolan Marcus Aldridge still, right? He's going to be in a situation where Rudy Gay's been banged up and not somebody's going to stop you on defense. And yet again, assuming, assuming that James Wiseman is going to miss again today. No Kavan Looney updates to this point. Seems like he's going to be out a decent amount of time now. Assuming that's the case, well, Draymond Green at center again at 6,800 is way too cheap. And then if you get no Eric Paschkel, well, then Juan Toscano Anderson, who played 30 plus minutes again in that last game, is somebody that I'm going to have interest in. So far this season, Toscano Anderson is averaging 0.8 fantasy points per minute. But once you start to take a lot of these centers off the court, once you start to take off Eric Paschkel himself, who is questionable today, we're going to have to track that status. You get Draymond Green's fantasy point per minute production spiking upwards. He's above a fantasy point per minute now. You're getting his rebounding rate spiking upwards. And you get 
Toscano Anderson to start to average around like a 0.85 fantasy points per minute, which if you're playing 30 plus minutes at a relatively cheap price point is going to be appealing. Now they're close to getting the price point correct on Demarcus Cousins, but it is still not correct at $7,100, especially against Charlotte, especially in a matchup when you're facing Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo. So when you're going to get no Christian Wood, yet again is what the assumption is here that he's going to be out. Yes, Cousins goes from 6K to 7K now, but I do believe that Cousins is an $8,000 player. They said he'd be limited to 30 minutes in that last game. It doesn't really matter. I was only projecting him for 29 and he still looked fantastic. He's a man who averages about 1.36 fantasy points per minute, a 24% usage rate, a foot 34% defensive rebounding rate, and over a 20% assist percentage. And oh yeah, they said they'll limit him to 30 minutes. They gave him the full 30 minutes. So it was fine to see him go out there and play his full 30 minutes. He, sh- he didn't shoot well either. Five of 12. So he got the volume 42%. He had his 11 rebounds and he scores you like 36 fantasy points at 6,300. And he's just fine for you, right? It's not a bad play at all at that price point. Now at $7,100, even if he goes out and gets you 36 points, it's not ruining your lineups by any means. It's not winning you anything. He's just fine for you, but you want those 40 plus point games. Well, when he actually starts to shoot a little bit better than 40%, which has been kind of where he's been lately, when he actually starts to shoot better, like we saw him the last time he was getting some starts, dropping 50 and 58 points, shooting 55%. And that should be something you expect with a player playing close to the basket. On the season, he's shooting a little bit lower true shooting percentage right now. It's just at about 49%. I expect that to come up to around the 55% if he keeps getting more run. John Wall, also fine. You got to see 32 minutes in the last game. The biggest thing for John Wall is can his minutes get back up to 35 or 36, but at 7,400, he's fine at the price point. Prefer both of those guys to Oladipo right now. I think it's time to call a buy low spot on Mr. Chris Middleton here at $7,500 in a competitive game against Denver. Will be a difficult matchup for sure, but there's no Gary Harris again out there right now. Maybe even no Jamal Murray, so it's a little bit less difficult out there. And you don't have Torrey Craig from past years who's been guarding guys like Chris Middleton in these types of games. Well, then Chris Middleton at 7,500, I think it's a decent spot to buy the low, buy the dip, right? 1.21 fantasy points per minute so far this season. The minutes are still there in competitive games. They've just been featured in a couple of blowouts as of late, and he's kind of just on this stinker for the last couple of games where he's not playing god awful out there when he gets the run. He's just kind of getting you there slightly below. 7,500 for a guy who's basically been $8,200 most of the season for his production, for his right now 46.5% three point shooting percentage. Just absolutely nuts. Middleton, I think there's a nice buy low spot here on him. Now it's a crowded 7K range, though, right? You have some of the guys from Charlotte. You have all these guys in that upper 7K range, like your Kyle Lowry's and your Pascal Siakam's. And then you have an $8,000 flat. Again, yet again, this player who's going to be fantastic. Yet again, this player who was just massively underpriced when he came back from injury. And Shea Galchrist Alexander in his last game out there at $8,000 flat. SGA is yet again going to grade out as just a very quality play. He gets a shooting guard eligibility, which is fantastic. His first game back from injury, it doesn't matter. He shoots over 20 times, plays 34 minutes. He ends up going out there and getting 55 fantasy points against that Minnesota team. I think he's fine yet again at $8,000. We just saw the minutes be there, right? 34 minutes. Okay. Well, now I'm going to project you for 33, 34 minutes, and you're going to look really good at $8,000 for a player who so far this season, when he's out there and when he is healthy, is averaging 1.25 fantasy points per minute. And if you take George Hill off the court, who's next to him, who has a very high assist percentage this year and a decent fantasy point per minute production of right around one fantasy point per minute. If you take George Hill off the court, that only gets higher. He goes to 1.32 fantasy points per minute. And George Hill, as of right now, seems like he's going to miss. So SGA averaging like 1.3 fantasy points per minute at this 8K price tag, it's just ridiculous. He should be an 86 to $8,800 player. SGA would be the priority play for me in that 7K range, uh, above that upper 7K range, like right around that Chris Middleton and above range. You can just put the record on repeat for the Spurs here. Again, Lonnie Walker is out, assuming Derek White does start again. Derek White looks like a nice value option. DeJounte Murray is going to be somebody that I prioritize at 1.1 fantasy points per minute. And then if you want to end up taking off Aldridge, maybe we get an update that Aldridge is going to be out there. But if you end up taking off Lonnie Walker and LaMarcus Aldridge so far this season, it's going to be a smaller sample, of course, because those guys have been playing a ton of minutes. But you get Patty Mills leading this team. That's where the minutes bump comes from at 0.91 fantasy points per minute, but leading the team with 355 minutes of play. You get DeJounte Murray basically seeing a similar overall usage rate and point per minute production of 1.1, but he's still too cheap at 6,800 for a guy who's going to play probably 30 plus minutes. Derek White now playing is cutting into his minutes, but with no Lonnie Walker out there, it's not a concern anymore. I expect around that 31, 32 minute mark for the 
DeJounte Murray. But then the best play on this team continues to be DeMar DeRozan because he continues to lock in 34 plus minutes of play with no Aldridge or Lonnie Walker in the court. DeMar DeRozan is averaging 1.32 fantasy points per minute. So he's basically, so for, for lack of a, or if you can't really picture that, he's basically what Shea Gilchrist Alexander is, except he's $300 cheaper, right? He's seeing a similar usage rate of 30%. He's seeing an assist percentage of 38% in that 1.3 fantasy point per minute production. So if you ask me to pick between DeMar DeRozan and SGA, man, it's tough. I'm probably going to give the lean to SGA, even if he's $300 more expensive, but I like them all a lot. And why do I give the lean to SGA? Well, he's playing next to some guys that just don't have any chance, right? They, they, they just don't, they're not high usage players that he's playing next to today. Like Darius Baisley is like his biggest competitor. Al Horford, maybe, right? When DeMar DeRozan does play with high productive players, right? Jacopoto as a backup center is productive. You have DeJounte Murray, you have Derek White out there, right? You still have these guys who are going to be picking up Patty Mills off the bench as a high usage player. So there's some guys that can take away from him, but both of these guys strongly in play. That's why right now the slate looks like a stars and scrub slate because you can play a DeMarcus Cousins, an SJ, and a DeMar DeRozan, and you're like, okay, I got these three guys in the 7 to 8K range. They all feel really, really good in my lineup for like, honestly, honestly, 45, 50 point upside. We can finish up the slate with a couple of teams here. And the interesting thing to be looking at is Chris Boucher and trying to understand what you're getting out of his minutes right now with the price point coming up. Is it something you want to jump on? And it's going to be something to picture because two games ago, he had a decent game and his price point went up, but it was mainly because of foul trouble. Now in this last game for Chris Boucher, he's played his most minutes in a while with 33 minutes. The problem is he ends up playing the final, I believe it was in that game. He ends up checking in midway through the third quarter and ends up playing the final 20 minutes of the game. That's a concern, right? He's not going to play 20 minutes straight. So me putting him on my early interest is more so just to talk about him at 5,400 as probably a fade here. So two games in a row, he's had good games. Well, the second game, two games ago, it was foul trouble that got him more minutes and he was productive in those minutes. And now this past game, it was just basically blowout run. There was no foul trouble anywhere for Aaron Baines. It was basically blowout run. You had in the first half, 12 and a half minutes of play for Chris Boucher, about 12 minutes. But that's nice to see because that means he's probably going to play 24 to 26 minutes, but 33 minutes is a little bit high. And now the price point's not necessarily in line. If you get 24 minutes out of Chris Boucher, he can score 40 points like nothing. So $5,400, he's kind of interesting here. If he's going to be unowned again, I'll be interested because we did get those 12 and a half first half minutes, which are appealing to see. But if the ownership spikes because people see the big performance in these big minutes of play. I know it's phantom minutes all the way up there at the 30 plus range. I'm going to probably get away from it. And in Russell Westbrook, we already talked about it. Russell Westbrook, he's going to be questionable today. So just keep an eye on this because again, it's the second night of a back-to-back. He's been missing some of these games. If he's out, of course, hop over to your Bradley Beals, who's down to 9K flat now because of some blowouts and Russell Westbrook returning, hitting his fantasy point per minute production from like 1.1 to like 1.35. So go get yourself some Russell Westbrook if he's active. And if he's not in a fantastic matchup, by the way, against Chicago, who just have no bigs left. They're putting Denzel Valentine out there at the center position with Daniel Gafford. You don't think that Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are going to be driving in the paint against that all day if they want to. If there's no Russell Westbrook out there today, just an idea of what to expect. Bradley Beal obviously looks fantastic. He gets a massive bump to a 1.59 fantasy point per minute producer and 352 minutes of play is just unreal. Ish Smith will see a usage bump overall. He will be about a 18% usage rate player. He'll see just more minutes. He's been about 0.9 fantasy point per minute producer so far this season. And you'll get some other guys seeing some more run. Jerome Robinson enters the rotation and probably see some bigger minutes. Garrison Matthews will take on more minutes. Davis Bertens, some more usage in Rui Hachimura, but mainly, mainly Bradley Beal will be the one that I want to be getting to there. And if Ishmael Smart starts for Russell Westbrook, I would go there as well. So thank you for tuning into the eight game slate for Monday, the post NFL season. If you have any questions, let me know down in the comment section. If you want to check out my Patreon projections, they are linked down below. It's where my projections are for the NBA, MMA, PGA, projections, rankings, tools, ownership from some, for some sports as well. Check it all out down below. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you have any feedback for me. We will have some PGA videos coming out today, tomorrow, up until the event on Thursday, the AT&T, the former Pro-Am, no longer a Pro-Am, and only two courses now in the rotation. We will have tools and all that type of stuff on Thursday for the MMA events over the weekends and some shows as well. So be sure to check all that out. Link down below on Patreon and also on this channel. So hit that subscribe. 
hit that like and the big one the notification bell so you're notified when these videos drop but also also we'll be going live later on today 4 p.m east coast time for about an hour or so answering any questions that you have for this nba slate and any questions that you might have just in general so thank you so much for tuning in support the sponsor of the show super draft where they have again their biggest prize pool ever fifteen thousand dollars to first place tonight and it's not going to fill you're not going to have as much competition on DraftKings or FanDuel as you will in super draft tonight so check it out down below my name's sal sal let's know that you come for me and get you a free money bonus up to eight thousand dollar risk use in a slow drip format you all rock enjoy the rest of your monday today enjoy this slate tonight nice eight game healthy slate see you in the next one